mari silema ha inglato rushtama mate ilata. Zilema ka andu rushtama halete e, zilema ko ondare sia talamaha andu. Zilema ka elomo ondelete ela, zilema ka e oka ala naki ila. Do not be caught unaware, but you beware. Have I not said my spirit can move 24-7? Have I not said my spirit can move hour by hour, minute by minute? My spirit can move before the announcements are given. My spirit can move before you enter into worship. But it's important that you enter in through those doors. Expecting my spirit to move. For you will receive what you expect. So the spirit of God would say, what are you expecting today? Just the usual, the same old thing. You enter into the door. Are you expecting more? What are you expecting this day? For my spirit is being poured out throughout the land. And it's time for you to stand. Stand in faith with an expectant heart. So in the days ahead, make sure you do your part. Come through those doors aware. Don't sit down and stare. Stare at the preacher. Stare at the worship leader. But you set your affections on things above. You set your eyes on me, the author and the finisher of your faith. For when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were together in one place. And there was a sound like a rushing mighty wind that entered into that place. So expect in the future when you come through those doors, you say to yourself, I'm expecting more. My faith is out there and I will purpose to enter in. Now, this morning when I was there praying, the Spirit of God was all over me. Folks, we're in a time. We're entering into some great things. But you have to have an expectant heart. Showing up late won't cut it in the days ahead. Those with expectant faith will come early. And they will sit down. And they will pray in tongues. And they will enter into worship. That's what's coming upon this earth in this hour. He's pouring out His Spirit. He's pouring out His power. Amen. Let's stand to our feet today. Hallelujah. Give the announcements. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. If you haven't signed up for the text app, let's do it right now. It's not because we want to bombard you with garbage. It's not like we send out your name and information anywhere else. This is completely private. But this is a great way we can communicate with you and let you know what's going on. So 
If you have your phone, you text at N Harvest, and yes, there is no T on the end. It only N Harvest at eight one or two eight one zero one zero, and it'll follow a couple prompts. You just put your name in and follow the prompts, and you will start receiving the text. Again, we just use it to communicate the basics. So you have that. I see a few doing that. That's great. We'll get started on that. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come together, united, and worship the one true living God. Father, we lay down the affairs of this world and those things that would try to distract and hinder us this morning. Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we enter into your freedom this morning and we freely worship the one true God. In Jesus' name, amen. Rachel, put those lyrics up, please, the first song. Go through that. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Oh, whoa, whoa, go back one. Go back one. Okay. Now go to the next one. One more. Right there. We're going to make it loud with a joyful sound. Watch the walls fall down when you lift up a shout.
agreement today. The Spirit of God is here. Righteousness exalts a nation. And by the blessing of the upright, this city is exalted. Keep playing. The drums. Now you need to understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. You can put all the signs out you want for your candidate. But if the church doesn't stand, declare and decree and pray, it's for nothing. You need to realize the enemy knows this church. He knows the anointing that's upon this church. And I believe it does make him tremble. So it's a time to stand. And so what we're going to do, we're going to make some declarations. I'm going to pray. The Bible says whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And so, Father, today, now you pray in the Spirit. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we take our authority as a group of Spirit-filled, on-fire believers. We have authority in the realm of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. And we find the works of darkness over our community, Norfolk, Nebraska. We lose light in the name of Jesus. We say light be in all city government offices. Light be in all industry and businesses in the name of Jesus. Light be in all law enforcement in the name of Jesus. We say darkness must go on the school board in the name of Jesus. We find that spirit in Jesus' name. We lose light upon that school board. And Father, I thank you. What's done in the darkness is being exposed by your light. Continue to bring to light those things that go beyond, go behind closed doors. Those things that are spoken in closed rooms in Jesus' name. Let those words come forth and be made known. Father, we thank you by the blessing of the upright. Norfolk, Nebraska, Northeast Nebraska is exalted. And so, Father, today, as a group, a family of believers, we declare and decree, Norfolk, say it, Norfolk, be blessed spiritually, physically, financially, in the name of Jesus. School administration, all public schools, teachers, School board members, be blessed in Jesus' name. All businesses, be blessed in Jesus' name. All neighborhoods, all streets, all children, be blessed in Jesus' name. Angel armies, you are loose. 
accept him. We thank you, Father. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. It's so. Open your mouth. Act like it's so. By faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
sound It's tearing strongholds down It's the sound of liberation It's the sound of consecration It's a holy sound
Father, this morning we thank you. You are worthy to be praised. Jesus, we lift you up in this place. We glorify you. The Son of the Most High God, Lamb of God, who bore our sin, our sickness, our shame. You redeemed us by your precious blood. We worship you in this house today. Lord, let our speech be with grace, seasoned with salt this morning. Let our words be words that encourage, build up, and comfort. Holy Spirit, do a deep work in all of our hearts individually and corporately as a church body. We thank you, Father, for your grace manifested in our midst today. Your mercy, your love, your peace. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for entering in. A little different today. We're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. So if you need to prepare those, get those prepared. And then we're going to, I'm going to pray over you. Amen. I'm going to pray over the receiving of the tithes and offerings. We will do the announcements at the end of the service. So did I give you long enough or did you come prepared? Ushers, you can go ahead and receive the tithes and offerings, and then we'll pray. We have a lot of people helping with mercy meals today. If you wonder why none of the kids are here, they're out doing food for people in need. Why don't you stand up? We'll get an agreement. We probably don't do this often enough. But Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. We thank you that your word is active in our lives. And we thank you that without faith, it is impossible to please you. So we come to you in faith, Father God, as we sow our tithes and offerings. We thank you, Father, that you promised us in your word that if we would tithe, you would rebuke the devourer for our sake. That you would open the windows and pour out a blessing. So, Father, we thank you that the devourer is rebuked over our finances, over our lives. And we thank you, Father, that you are blessing us supernaturally, that it comes upon us. Father God, your word says if we would sow, you would give back to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. We thank you, Father, for your abundance that you pour out upon your faithful people. And we stand in agreement with that today. And we say, be blessed in Jesus' name. For you are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God has a plan for everyone individually in this church. God has a plan and a purpose for every family 
in this church. God has a plan and a purpose for this family corporately. So begin to realize you're part of an important family. You're part of a family where God's plans and purposes will be fulfilled in the earth. So as you get up every day, remind yourself, remind the devil who you are in Christ Jesus and say, I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for me to do. And know that my spirit, my anointing is upon you. My spirit and my anointing is resident within you. So you know all things. If you will heed my word, stand on my word, and keep your eyes focused on me, you'll see breakthrough. You'll see blessings like never before. So don't allow the enemy to steal from you. Don't allow him to plant seeds of doubt and belief in your mind. You just say, I am his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for me to do. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to read to you a couple things that you know, the Spirit of God gives Nate. This was a while back, and you know, when you get a word from God, it's important you write it down, and you just don't read it flippantly, but you, you read it, you set it aside, then you bring it back out, and you read it again. And this is what the Spirit of God gave him as he was driving through St. Louis, Missouri. He's on his own, and so he's just setting himself up to hear from God. He says this, he says, Elijah moment. I keep hearing in my spirit, Elijah moment. I've heard this since I saw the pillar of fire bursting out of the light on the lighthouse. And that lighthouse was here. Amen? Is that right, Nate? I tell you that this is the season. The Elijah mantle never dies. For Elijah never died. Did he? He never died physically. His anointing lives because he never died and will never experience death. For I took him. Elijah's anointing that I placed on him will continue until the very end which is upon you. See, that Elijah anointing is on me. The same as Elijah came declaring and preparing the way for the coming of the Lord Jesus. So one in the same anointing is upon you to make straight the way of the Lord. Not only were you made for such a time as this, but you are in the final season of the age. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make His path straight. My spirit will be poured out like never before, but let no corruption dwell in you. For as my spirit falls like never before, so will the false saints. Book of Acts results requires Book of Acts commitment. I like that statement. Book of Acts results requires Book of Acts commitment. Examine yourself. Prepare your hearts to see me manifest. Lift your eyes and see the time is now to be ready. 
Then he said, he got this in the 25th of September. You are an overcomer by the blood of my son and the word of your testimony. Say that. I am an overcomer by the blood of my son and the word of your testimony. But how can you overcome until you're dead and crucified? I paused. Let that sink in. How can you overcome until you are dead and crucified? You can't. Have I not said that a will and testament only takes effect at death? There is no power in one's testament while one lives. For this cause you must die to self daily, so the resurrection can live in you. Your seed likewise cannot live until it dies. Only when a thing dies can it live. So die to self this day and let resurrection life manifest in your mortal body. That's good. Amen. I write things down. If I find things during the course of my study, and I I wrote four things down here, and they're good. In fact, this one was... The first of the week in, in, how many of you get the word free today, or the devotional? How many of you don't get the devotional? Okay, you need to get it. It's back there. Um, what is it, $3? If you can't afford it, uh, he can afford it. So, Listen to these statements now. The, the ability to stay focused and faith-filled in the midst of change is a hallmark of growth and maturity. That was in your devotion. How many of you remember that? The ability to stay focused and faith-filled in the midst of change. Are we in the midst of change? Oh, yes, we are. But if you're struggling in the change, it says you're not mature enough. It means you have some maturing to do. Because you're so distracted by what you hear on TV and by what other uninformed believers are saying. The ability to stay focused and faith-filled in the midst of change is a hallmark of growth and maturity. Next one. This one really got me. Should I read it or wait till church is over? Should I read it? Thoughts are words to Christ. Therefore, we should take heed not only what we say and do, but what we think. Thoughts are words to Christ. Therefore, we should take heed not only what we say and do, but what we think. Your thoughts are like a loose dog. You have to go after them. Did you hear me? You've got to go after all those Thoughts that are contrary to the Word of God. Doubt-filled, fear-filled thoughts. You've got to go after them. Now, here's the one that really got me. And I think it was from David Hernandez. He's a fine young man. What a teacher. The Holy Spirit can only fill what is empty. Most believers are too full of themselves. The Holy Spirit can only fill what is empty. Too many believers are full of themselves. Now, I, maybe I should do like uh, Bill Johnson, tell jokes. 
this isn't a joking day today. There will be in the future. We'll give you what I can here today, and then we'll just we'll, we'll pick up next time. As I was in the, the sanctuary the first of the week, <clears throat> I was praying in tongues, and then I interpreted what I was speaking. And the thing that came forth, and it was interesting because it came forth in, in uh, the word that Nate got, lift your eyes and see. And, and the Lord was telling me I, I needed to keep my eyes on Him. And if God is telling the preacher to keep his eyes on him, this applies to the sheep. Our eyes need to be on him in this hour more than ever before. It is imperative in this hour for you and I as believers to keep our eyes on the Lord and not allow our flesh, say flesh, are the enemy, say enemy, to distract us from our spiritual priorities. You've got to have spiritual priorities every day. Folks, if you don't pray, if you don't read your Bible, if you don't pray in tongues and sing in the Spirit and sing in English, sing in the... You're missing out. Now, they don't understand golf. I do, because I was raised playing golf. They get volleyball and football. But I was raised as a little boy. My father was an an amateur golfer, and he'd take me with me till the point where I started throwing the clubs, and then I quit. I can still remember flinging that. He just, he wouldn't say anything. He'd just walk on. It's a very, it's a difficult sport. But the important thing in the game of the ball, and this is one of the most important things, when you get up to swing a club and you've you got your ball on the tee and you get ready to swing, if you don't keep your eye on the ball, I've, you'll just miss it. You won't even hit it. And you look down, the ball's still there. You ever done that? I have. How many of you ever played golf? How many of you can be frustrating? What? Yeah, it's good. It's right. Got to keep your eye on the ball. We saw, what was it, an outfielder not long ago, and he was out there, and he thought, my God, it's easy to get it, but he didn't. He dropped it. He, he missed it. So you got to keep your eye on the ball continually. When, and I've told you this story, but I, I, it's a good illustration. When I was trying to teach the boys how to drive, although I didn't really teach them, she did, because it just wouldn't work. We'd be driving down the road, and and I'd say, now, Caleb, he was, he was the first one. I'd say, Caleb, you always drive where you look. So now he just will be going down the road. He'll just say, Dad, you know, you drive where you look. Because I'll be gawking. You drive where you look. Same thing. Let's head towards God. Let's drive towards our Father. Keep our eyes on Him. Amen. Look in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified because it just brings it out a little more. I want to talk, and I've entitled this just the few Sundays. This isn't going to be a long series, but I've, I've called it Eyes Up. What's, what's the name of your business? Why is it Eyes Up? Yeah. Eyes Up. Everyone say, Eyes Up. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, in the Amplified, it says, Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth. i got to stop there because Kat Kerr was talking and I was listening to her. They have portals in heaven where they come and they look over the balcony of heaven and they watch us. Our loved ones pray for us. And she emphasizes many times how they'll watch over you and, and pray over you when, when there's a birthday. Your birthday. See, i got a birthday coming up. So all the witnesses up there, Elijah, Elisha, Apostle Paul, Jesus himself are looking over. You say, Pat, yeah, why not? Amen? He's no respecter of persons. But so it's this, a great cloud of witnesses to, who have borne testimony to the truth. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, cleverly, clings to and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. There's a race. We're in a race, folks. And I plan on winning. I plan on crossing the finish line. How do we do this? Verse 2. Looking away. Say looking away. From all that will distract. Say that. All that will distract. What do we look to? To Jesus, who's the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God where we're seated with him. Say, I'm seated with him in heavenly places. Amen. Now, there's three things here. There's this, this word lay aside. It means this in the Greek, a deliberate decision. A deliberate decision to make a permanent change of attitude or behavior. We're talking this morning about setting our eyes on uh, things above, our affections on things above. But we have to make a decision when we're dealing with distractions. We have to make a decision when we're dealing with the weights. Weights aren't necessarily sins. They're distractions. Your family can become a distraction. Your job can become a distraction. Your boat out there can become a distraction. If I find it does, I'll let you know. Just keep me, bringing me fish. So are there some things in your life that can become a distraction? Your worries and concerns about the future can become a distraction to you. Worried about your children, your grandchildren, can become a distraction to you. It's a deliberate decision to make a permanent change of attitude or behavior. How many of you got some attitudes? You're a quiet bunch today. Here's the next word, weights. It's a burden or something so heavy that it impedes a runner from running his race as he should. Now, I saw Zach the other day. He's not here today. 
going down the street, and it must have been, I don't know how hot. Dear Lord, it was hot. He had his backpack on. Getting ready to go to elk camp. You ain't going to find me doing that, Steve. Why does he do that? Because he's got to train for the altitude, train for carrying that weight. Can you imagine if, if Rich and I just went with him and put a pack on and he said, go to it, guys, go find an elk, shoot an elk. There's Rich and I stumbling up the mountain by the stream fishing. See, you're led by the Spirit. But sometimes we have to lay aside some burdens that shouldn't even be burdens to begin with. We've all been there. We've all done that. The next word is looking. This word signifies undivided attention. Looking away from all distraction in order to fix one's gaze on one object. Our gaze should be on Jesus. Our gaze should be on the Word of the Lord. Amen? Now, look at John chapter 11. I won't go very much longer. John chapter 11. Well, I just hope the Spirit of God keeps moving like this because the preacher won't preach as long. Well, get your faith out there. Start expecting. See, how many had any idea we'd open up the service with a tongue and an interpretation? No one here did. And I believe God did that to wake us up. To know that He can speak to us before we even give the announcements, before the first note on the keyboard goes. He can speak to you as you come in the door. Jesus is our example. In John 11, I want, I want you to see this. We'll go three, through a few scriptures and then we'll unhook and we'll go next week. John eleven forty one. John eleven forty one. This is where Lazarus was raised from the dead. I want you to see something here. Verse 40. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father... I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. So where were the eyes of Jesus? See, Jesus fixed, now listen, Jesus fixed his eyes on the giver of life. He made a decision not to put his eyes on death. Where are your eyes today on the problem, the circumstance, the bank account, the job, the rebellious child, your physical body? Lift your eyes to the giver of life. Look at Matthew 14. Matthew 14, verse 19. Matthew 14, verse... Oh, I'm in 13. Matthew 14, 19. 
this is, we had, we went for weeks on feeding the 5,000. It says in verse 18, he said, bring them here to me. What? The fish and the bread. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and what? Looking up to heaven. So you see here, Jesus looked up to the Father because that's where the miracle came from. You need a miracle? Then set your affections on things above. Set your eyes on things above. Look at Mark 7. Mark 7. Jesus is our example for looking up. Verse 31, it says, and again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him, and he took him aside from the multitude, put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then what? Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to Ephatha, and That is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. Every good gift comes from where? From above. So where should we set our eyes, church? Above. Above. Say above. Miracles, healing, deliverance, financial blessings are from above. And they come down because our Heavenly Father loves His kids. And He's ready to bless you and I. But we got to get our eyes on Him. Look at Acts 3. And we'll stop with this. Acts chapter 3. I, I like this story. Of course, we had the day of Pentecost. The Spirit of God was poured out and miracles began. And Acts chapter 3, in verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, and when they daily, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter... John and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. Now look at verse 4. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, what? Look at us. So he gave them his attention. Now listen. Expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Looking to God in time of need reveals an expectant faith. Looking to God in the time of need reveals an expectant faith. You're saying, Father, I don't know what to do. I don't have any money. The accounts are empty. There's no sign, Lord, for a job. My friends have left me. This relationship has ended. I got a problem with my child. I got a problem with my grandchildren, Father. But just like Jesus, you take your eyes off of the problem. 
and you set your eyes on him and you begin to say, but Father, you're my source. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. So I'm putting my trust in you today and leaning not to my own understanding, but in all my ways I acknowledge you. And Lord, I expect you to direct my pathway. I expect, Father, your favor to surround me as with a shield. I expect spiritual breakthrough, physical breakthrough, financial breakthrough. Do you talk to God like that? You better. I said, you better. You have a right. He sent His Son, Jesus, who died on a cross, was brutally beaten, shed His life's blood. And when you, and that's, that's the way to the Father. And if you've received Christ in your heart, you're in covenant with Him, so you have a right to go before Him. Come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Not mamby-pamby, or I wish this had changed. I wish, I wish. Oh, you don't know what I'm going through. Quit talking like that. You're revealing your immaturity in Christ. If you're blood-bought and you're a child of the King, then start talking like it. Start thinking like it. Start walking like it. you got a mountain in your way. You speak to the mountain. You people here today that have businesses, speak to your business. You have a right to prosper. Decide to focus your attention on the Word. Decide to focus your attention on the source of your supply. Let's stand to our feet today. Well, I don't know about you. I want services like this. I want, I want God to move. I want the Spirit of God to move. I want the gifts of the Spirit to move. I want you to get with the program and stick with it. You need to know, I've said it today, by the Spirit of God, you're His workmanship. You're special. Quit whining and complaining. Father, today, we're so grateful. We're so thankful that we serve a loving Heavenly Father who gives good gifts from Heaven. So I want you today to look up. Look up. Set your affections on things above. Today and every day this coming week. Set your eyes on the giver of life. Set your eyes on Al Shaddai, the God who's more than enough to meet your every need. Jehovah Jireh, my God shall provide. He's a God of breakthrough. So begin to say what the Word says. He's my God. He's the God of breakthrough for me, my marriage, my family, my business, my kids. He's the God of breakthrough. Father, forgive us for speaking words of doubt and unbelief when we should speak words of faith. So, Father, today we thank You. Our eyes are on You, and we're expecting, say, I'm expecting to receive from my Father. He's the giver of good gifts. He loves me. 
He's for me. He's with me. He's in me. So we thank you, Father, today in Jesus' name. Anyone here today, you need prayer for your, your body? Just don't move it. I don't know if anybody, just wait. Anybody here? I don't pray for worship leaders. I do for the ones I love. Yes, ma'am. You want an overhaul? Put your hands here. Let's just believe God for healing. I know what it's like to be in pain and be stiff. And Father, we preached your word today, so confirm your word. See, there's the anointing right there. I know some of this is new to you, but that's the anointing. That's the power of God. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord, loosen every stiff muscle, ligament, tendon, bone. We speak healing. And Lord, let that anointing wash over her today in the name of Jesus. Pain, stiffness, go in Jesus' name for healing is in the name of Jesus. Now, all you got to do is thank Him for it, Tony. Just, just throughout, through the day. Say, thank you, Father. You said in, the, in your book that we could lay hands on the sick. The preacher laid hands on me today, and I believe that I received. Devil, you're a liar. Healing is my right. So I thank you for it today in the name of Jesus. Whoosh. whoosh. Thank you, Lord. Let that anointing just flow into her back. Kathy, put your hand on her back. Where's the pain at? Where, where was it? Lower back. Okay, I'll do the neck. Go. Stiffness, go. Pain, go. Healing, flow. For healing's the children's bread. That's what your word says, Lord. She's your child. So, Father, thank you. For that healing to flow this day and continue to flow this day and this week, the fire of God to burn in her. In the name of Jesus, amen. Yes. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I loose healing anointing into this shoulder, ligament, tendon, muscles. That's the assembly of God. Come on, quit it. In the name of Jesus, healing flow. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's anointing here today. If you need healing, just believe God for it. He can heal you right where you're standing. Loosen that up, Father, today. In the name of Jesus. Yes, sir. Overall tiredness. Are you burning the candle at both ends? Well, can I say something? I'm going to pray for you. Can I say something? I went through prophecies from Bob Lemon. Remember Bob Lemon? Some of you do, some of you don't. He said, God, he said this by the Spirit, I won't heal anybody that doesn't take care of their body. Sobering, isn't it? So if you eat wrong, don't expect God to heal you. Eat a Burger King every day? Dear God. But if you eat that way, don't eat any garden produce. Boy, it got real quiet. 
Amen? So, and if you work too hard, burn the candle, blow one out, just go with one candle. Amen? Where's it at specifically? Get some rest. Where's it? Right here? Right here? Father, in the name of Jesus, He loves you, and He's your Son. So I thank you, Lord, for that healing anointing to flow into that back. Stiffness, pain, go. Peace come to his mind. No confusion. The devil pushes. The Spirit of God leads. Remember that. The devil will push you, distract you, but the Spirit of God will lead you every day. So, Lord, we loose that healing anointing to flow into that back. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, Kathy. We're almost done. Thank you for being patient. Have a seat. Just a minute. I'll give you the announcements quickly. If you're new here and you don't understand the teachings on the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, we are going to start... Uh, teaching on the Holy Spirit on Wednesday nights, not for a few weeks, but that will be coming up. If you want to have more understanding on that, we'll give you the information on that. So prepare for that. This Wednesday, though, we'll just have our regular Wednesday service at 7 o'clock. Next Sunday, regular morning service. And then in the evening from 4.30 to 7.30, we're having a men's meeting, a wing dinner. And for those that are interested uh, hot wing challenge and if you don't want to eat the hot wings you can enjoy laughing at those that do now there's a there's a thing he's talking about distractions but god wants you to have fun and there's a time to rest and relax and get to know one another because iron sharpens iron that's not a distraction and it's good once in a while just to get away from it all and enjoy life a little. So that's next week, 4.30 to 7.30. Bring a guest, but we need to know a count. So there's a sign up or let us know some way if you're coming or bringing a guest. What? Freshmen and up. So if you've got kids, freshmen in high school, bring them. Usually it's the young ones that like the hot stuff. So anyway, but I'm betting on one of the older guys like Lonnie or Dennis to win this thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Then on Wednesday, October 12th at 7 p.m., this is important. We are having a prayer, prayer here that night for the election, for the candidates, for the community. It will not be a time of militant prayer. It's going to, we're going to pray prayers of supplications and declarations over the city, over this area, over the elections. People uh, that are involved with Patriots United and those that are interested in that kind of thing will be invited. So that's uh, Wednesday, October 12th, the prayers of agreement. Because if we agree on earth is touching anything, our Father will do it for us. Um, then also this Tuesday night for Patriots, they're going to... They, the ballots are being sent out. People can start voting ahead of time in October. So we've got, they've made door hangers for the candidates. And we need people to go door to door to door to door and hang those out and, and encourage people to vote for the right candidates. So we will be getting those door hangers this week. If you can't attend 
that we'll get a bunch and we'll, there'll be a time set aside. We especially right away need people to go like to Woodland Park and that area because the Stanton County ballots are coming out. But these people are also in the Norfolk School District. So if you need information on that, we'll get that. Otherwise, be here Tuesday night at 6. And then we have an opportunity um, for, through the Justin family, they have some beef. What kind of beef is it? I... Wagyu. Wagyu, really good beef. And you can buy it about half price. And so if you're interested in that, we have these sheets that give you what's available and what they have, and you can take these, and then you can contact Steve. And uh, No, but you can talk to him today. So if you're interested in that, get this information. You know, we talked about God. We've been sowing, sowing lots of finances here. We've, we're building up the storehouse. We've kind of taken a little break on that, but we'll get back to it. But God's going to supply back to us. Amen. And he supplied us good beef. <laughs> finances. The prof, Pastor Hank spoke over that. Finances, blessing. You know, and God's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So if you're interested in that, get one of these sheets and get that ordered. And with with Steve and Hill, if you have questions, you can talk to him about it. So you want to hand that out if anybody's interested. Amen. I think that's it. Go witness this week to someone that doesn't know Jesus. Amen. And be blessed. God bless you. Thank you. Amen.